0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. You're listening to a brand new episode of Conversations from a Room. And I'm your host, Bobby Conaval. Hope everyone's having a good November so far. It's nice and chilly here in Georgia. I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, where it's fall and the leaves are all brown and red and orange and beautiful. It's 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 the the best time of year, I would say. I sit down with a delightful person all the way from Miami, Florida. It's funny because we haven't seen each other in so long. We haven't talked in years, and our lives have been so similar since our college years, so it was so nice to have her on. Marcella Paguaga. I'm sorry if I butcher your name, I am a terrible Spanish man, and it comes out like Tarzan speaking English. Anyways folks, Marcella is an actor and performer living in Miami, Florida, as I said, and we take a nice deep dive into the film and theater industry, so it's kind of a nice little treat for those of you who are going through the same thing. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did, so please sit back and enjoy this latest episode of Conversations from a. Mar- Thanks for being here, Marcel. It's so great to see you.
1: Thanks for the invite. I was so excited when you sent me the invite.
0: Absolutely. Come on. I mean, like I started this podcast because I love the talk about the arts. I talk about film, music, books, things that we're passionate about. You've always been such an awesome person to talk to about this stuff. You know, we went to school together, we performed together, we shared a stage together. So thanks.
1: No, I'm really excited. I've always listened to your podcast. Have you really? Yeah, I mean, I support, sometimes I don't talk about it, but I support everyone because awesome. I'm like, I know how hard it is.
0: Yeah, thanks again for being here. Uh, it's a pretty loosey-goosey podcast. We just like to have fun and just be silly, be ourselves. Because
1: I, I just did a podcast that I cried my eyes out. Really? When? With Lucy Lopez, because I talked about the industry in a way that I had never talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Very vulnerable about it. I mean,
0: honestly, I, I complain about it all the time. I mean, I, I go through days where I'm like... I should just stop torturing myself, right? <laughs> like, it's a it's such a catch twenty two because nothing makes me happier than working in the arts and performing.
1: That nothing makes me happier, but nothing makes me more depressed.
0: The hard part isn't the performing arts. The right? hard part is just everything in between. You know, it's a it's a huge awakening when you're starting to do the business side of it on your own, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to do this, and then it, and then social media is a whole part of it too i mean why do you think i do this dumbass podcast (laughs) oh no no but it's fun i
1: feel like the most of my jobs that i've gotten have been because i did one show Mm -hmm. that then led me to another audition that led me to audition and now it's different like seeing me in a social setting you know Mm -hmm. i was never the one who like hang out after those or things like that yeah. i was just always to myself having to go and socialize and network mm-hmm. i know i have to do it it's not easy for me and i feel so
0: yeah. awkward, awkward doing yeah. it that's the thing too it's like people expect actors to be like these social butterflies and these big charismatic personalities and just have so much charisma i'm like some, some of us are
1: awkward. And then you know? it's funny because people are like, how are you shy? You're an actress. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> when people say that to me, I'm just like, I'm an actor. I'm not a freaking like,
0: I don't know. I, I'm not a politician. I don't have to fake a smile everywhere.
1: Exactly.
0: The funny thing, this is such an actor cliche, but I don't really ever really feel like myself in a social setting. No, at all. I feel like myself when I'm given the opportunity to be someone else. And I don't have to think about it so much. Oh, my God. That's when I really feel like myself. You
1: hit it. You hit it like right on the nail.
0: And it took me a long, long time to not only realize that, but to accept that. I was like, why do I feel like I'm not normal in like any other situation? (laughs) Like even at the grocery store, I'm like, I can't even make eye contact with this person
1: because I'm so awkward. It happens to me. I I used to ask myself that. And now that you said that, I'm like, oh, my God, that makes sense so much sense
0: yeah it's when you're given the permission to to go get out of your body put yourself in someone else's body or you know a different character or or whether even when I do like stand-up or improv like that's not me that's just a persona that's someone I, I can be that's a character
1: I can become so I'm not nervous it took me a while also to give myself permission to let go exactly going back to you know where we went to school When you constantly hear that you're, like, not good at something or that you're just not getting it, that's what you're believing. And Mm I probably have no idea about this, but every time we got paired as a scene partner. You and I? Yeah. I would have guilt because I felt like you were so talented. (laughs) Now he's going to get stuck with me. No. And there's a bunch of other people that are much more talented in this class, but that was kind of what I was being fed daily
0: that's such a, an amazing compliment and, and i thank you but i think my my main thing in college what really got me through it it, it wasn't that i felt like i was talented or i knew what i was doing is that i i had this confidence because i was like it was almost like a cockiness though you know yeah what I mean? but it
1: wasn't like a cockiness like i can't stand this guy it was like air free energy yeah that drove the professor's crazy
0: it was because it was is more like being naive it was just like not knowing
1: any better as your peer it felt like wow that's so cool that he can go on and just like not worry about what people are thinking not worried about like what he looks like on stage not worried about any of those things and just really go into it and feel whatever scene that you're doing oh wow i didn't get there until like i want to say like 2018 when one day I was just like, you know what? Like, this is it. Like, no one is looking yeah. and thinking X, Y, and Z. Like, they're coming mm-hmm. here to see this show, to see this character and live it. And it was something that clicked in my brain. And now, like, I can care less. I go on stage and there's no, like, filter. There's no anything. I'm, I just let go.
0: You know, you start to realize, like, as, as much as you want to put on a good show for the audience, at the end of the day, it's for you. It's It should be for you. Yeah. That's the most important thing. This is for you. Yeah. It's your life. It's your role. It's your character. So do it for yourself. Yeah. And you know, it's funny you say that. Um, I'm glad that I that it, I came off that way. I mean, I was nervous all the time. I still am. I still f- feel like I'm a fraud or that I don't know what I'm doing all the time. I mean, still for sure. For sure. Everyone, everyone deals with that in some way or another, you know?
1: Yeah, that you never gave off this cockiness. You just It was just like, I know I'm good and I don't have to like worry about it. And that was your way of doing it. And I don't know if you realize that so many people were like, damn, I need I need to take a page out of his book.
0: I think honestly with me is I just if I wasn't having fun, I just wasn't enjoying it. You know, I just wanted to have fun. Right. Sometimes it was I got in trouble for having too much fun because I would it was I get kicked out of class quite often. Sure. Because <laughs> of that exact reason. But, you know, I still I still graduated. <laughs> we're on the same boat. We totally get this world. You know, we are these I don't even want to say starving passionate we're passionate artists you know
1: even though we get older and there's bills to pay and there's things mm-hmm. i will still take a job that pays me 500 dollars a week if i do you believe in it the project you know and you love something so much even though it brings turmoil mm-hmm. and even though it's really hard it's a really hard career yeah you just can't think about doing something else and
0: Mm-hmm. Something
1: else because you need to pay the bills and you're just like, Wow, I am miserable yeah. in other survival job that I'm doing. So you it's like trying to find the balance of being able to create, but also being able to survive. But I read somewhere recently that says, if you pay your bills with your creativity, you're succeeding. That's true. Every time someone's like, Oh, what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I'm an actress. And they're like, oh my God, what movies have you been in? And then I have to like sit there and like explain. <laughs> and I just want to get to the point where I'm just like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an actress. I'll let you know next time I'm doing something and not have to like yeah. feel like I have to explain to them or back up with. Oh, I also do content and I also like to like justify oh, that course. I
0: make. But you know what? Every artist is, has their hands in something, you know? And especially today's time, like we're not just actors. We're content creators. We're, we're voiceover artists. Right. I, I, sometimes I don't even say I'm an actor. I say I'm an entertainer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm an entertainer. I'm a, I'm a guy who performs in any which way, you know? It's funny. Every time I have to fill out a, a form online, whether it's like for the bank or um, car insurance, anything and they ask you what your profession is and he has like that drop down menu and and sometimes they'll have actor and i'm like no (laughs) really i can put that
1: it happens to because
0: in my head i'm like that's not a real job (laughs) you can't put actor i'm not gonna get this loan Or when
1: they're like who's your employer and i'm like me
0: yeah yeah it's basically whoever whatever you get your pay stub from but it's like every job is different every payroll system is different on every acting job you do
1: right now all jobs come in through Zoe. Like, what pays stuff am I?
0: What do you work for the mafia? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I had to sort of sit and realize that by doing a little each day, I can accomplish a lot. Yeah. All I have to do is a little bit each day. That's it. It doesn't all have to happen today, tonight, or even tomorrow. Doing a little each day can accomplish a lot. I was reading this book by James Clear and it's called Atomic Habits. And he talks about changing yourself every single day by 1% to be a little bit better. At the end of the year, maybe you're not 100% better. Even if you're 30% better, you're 30% better than you were last year. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not going to be perfect right away, but if we try a little bit just putting a little bit work every single day we can make a big difference by the end of the year who knows it's always
1: been you know? an issue for me of like anything that i want to start i want to absolutely perfect the first time i do it mm-hmm. i want to have the studio i want to have the backdrop i, I want to have everything perfect and what you say it's just like it's gonna take time
0: exactly see my 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 dilemma is that um as soon as something starts i want it to be over <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess what happens is like you had that urgency and you had, it gave you like great, you know, hormones in your head.
0: Well, it's also because my, my thing is too, it's like when I have a, when I have a big idea for something, I don't even know where to start. Oh, so it's that- so stressful that it's like, I, I might as well not even bother doing oh it because it's too. God. So that's what I'm saying. You do one, you put one piece in front of the other and then you're like, Oh, I just have to do it one I You know what I love these days? As you get older, you realize how much you love like bullet points. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love crossing off shit. Okay, I'm done with that one. On
1: to the next. That's been, and I'm so happy that someone else thinks like this because- Exactly, yeah. I will sit down and- I'll come up with, let's say, recently I just came up with a really cool concept for a, a one-person show. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. But then I start thinking about, like, where would I do this? And how would this mm-hmm. out, And how much money would I need? And, like, you start thinking about... And
0: the show's not even written.
1: The show's not even written. It's not even real yet. <laughs> <laughs> Write the show. And then the next step will come after. That. Exactly, yeah. And I yeah. have to learn how, <laughs> how to change my brain and just be like, Dude, take it one step at a time. There you go. You don't have to freaking be on Broadway right now. Like, but you'll that bridge when you get there. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're already, you're already stressed out about something that doesn't exist. No,
1: <laughs> yeah. My fiance tells me all the time, he's just like, but you haven't even written anything. And I'm like,
0: yeah, yeah. you don't get it. You don't get it, bro. <laughs> 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 what, is your, what does your fiance do?
1: He owns two restaurants. So he's in the hospitality industry.
0: Okay. Okay. But he, that's another very stressful world to be in too. So especially in Miami. Oh my
1: God. It has the similarities with like being in the entertainment world, but he supports me like blindly, whatever it is. Mm. It's just like, this is what you have to do. You don't have work for a year. Hey, it's okay. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm here, I'm here to support you. So it's a hundred percent true. What you say. And then my family is one of my Biggest support system. So when you have a support system, you feel less guilty for not having work all the time or yeah. not being where you thought you would be because you have yeah. people who are just like, "Hey, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen." That's
0: absolutely absolutely true. And I think uh, the takeaway from all this is like, when things are slow, take the advantage to work on your own projects. You know, or like you know whatever it is, if it's a one person show, if it's a podcast, if it's you want to write a script, just take that time because you know your time won't be as free as it will as it is now so take the advantage to still express yourself as an artist Uh, one of my favorite sayings is work begets more work you know once one thing comes things will start to trickle in yeah but even when they don't use that time to make your own stuff this is a perfect transition because we're going to go right into the theme of the show so (laughs) i've even i've even (laughs) introduced the idea of the show yet i've even i haven't said the title marcella welcome to conversations from a room In this podcast, though, I talk mainly about uh, film and television and we talk about the music that helps us and inspires us that we grew up with and, and maybe a book or two that, that has really kind of centered us as we as we became artists. But my top three questions when it comes to film, what's one of your favorite movies? What's one of the worst movies you've ever seen? And what's one of your guilty pleasure films?
1: Ooh. OK. One of the worst movies I've ever seen But one, and I feel bad saying this because it was a Latino cast and all that stuff. But I just watched The Blue Beetle. I think that's what it's called.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the 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 DC movie. So
1: bad. It was just you know, no good. Is that I feel that they give Latinos like the cheesiest scripts. And then mm. it comes off very cheesy. And then what the execs are like? You see, this is why we can't have Latinos yeah. on film. It's- oh, you think they're you think they're sabotaged? Yo, if you see that movie, you're just like, who who sat in these in this room and was just like, this is it? All
0: right, let's see, let's see, let's IMDb Blue Beetle. I want I want to see who the writers were.
1: Eddie, that's my fiance's name. Eddie is a huge comic book fan, like. I have to watch every single comic book movie that comes out. And that's just the recent movie that I saw that I was just like, this is so bad.
0: Okay, so it was written by Gareth Dunnett Alcasor. I don't know how to say his name. I'm going to butcher it. But he also directed it. But it looks like he is Spanish descent.
1: No, it, it just every scene got worse and worse. To the point that I looked at my fiance and I was just like, I'm going upstairs. I can't keep watching this. Excuse me. Yeah.
0: A-. Oh, so you never you never finished it.
1: No, I finished it. I had no choice. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe this is the movie you picked for date night tonight. Like, this is not <laughs> date night. The past couple of DC movies have been really cheesy. Like the last Thor movie was just. Oh,
0: yeah, that was no good. Awful.
1: But I don't know. It's as a Latina. Mm-hmm. There's nothing drives me crazier than like when something is like stereotypical. Mm,
0: I see what so you mean. he'll
1: be like, oh, I just want a plate of empanadas. And I'm just like,
0: it's so cringy. I don't
1: see the stereotypical stuff in like other movies like I see it in Latino movies. Yeah. And it just drives me bananas.
0: So you think there was very, there was a lot of stereotypical Latino humor in Blue Beetle.
1: And it was like to get. The white audience to laugh. Oh, I see. I see. It's just why can't we just be given like a cool script? Yeah. Someone coming up and saying like "hola," and I'm just like, who says that? <laughs> Dale. <laughs> who says that? No one talks like that. so yeah,
0: that's very true. And then
1: the you know stereotypical of like all the Latinos that were in the movie were either janitors or or cleaning. Like, it really? I feel like it's just I'm over that narrative. Yeah. Like, let's move on from it.
0: Yeah. Also, you know, when you put George Lopez in some, uh, something, uh, he's a very stereotypical, like Mexican guy, too. So it's like he's always going to be joking. And about- I
1: saw him and I was like, oh, this is going to be as cheesy. As-. And George Lopez, I love you. If you're listening to this podcast, we love you.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a big fan of the show.
1: <laughs> but it's just, I don't know, it just didn't do it for me. And the entire time I would look over to Eddie and I was like, you like this?
0: What was the worst part of the movie? What, 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 was, the, what was the part that you thought? You, you finally checked out at that point.
1: Honestly, I was disassociating <laughs> throughout. <laughs> how, every, how much of that movie were you on your phone? Most, almost the entire <laughs> time. Every time I would hear like a stereotypical, easy Latino laugh? Are we still doing that? It's 2023, people. Like, yeah. let's on.
0: Yeah, it, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. So, that was one that I've seen recently.
0: But what's a guilty pleasure movie for you that you love that you find is like maybe embarrassing to other people, but you're like I love this movie. It's such a guilty pleasure.
1: Huh.
0: And it doesn't necessarily have to be an embarrassing movie. It could be like an actually a good movie, but one that you can maybe watch over and over again. Like it's your go-to movie of like I'm not having a good day. Let me just put on this movie that I haven't watched in a while. I love this film.
1: Honestly, Probably anything with, like, Sandra Bullock in it. Okay. Crazy Rich Asians is another one that I can watch over and over again.
0: Oh, that's a good one. So rom-coms, you think?
1: Rom-coms. But, like, the good rom-coms, not, like...
0: Yeah, I, I talked about this recently. Like, I, I rewatched a good one with Matthew McConaughey, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days,
1: which is really good. Yeah, those movies. Bridesmaid is another one that I can... Oh, I love Bridesmaids. Are you kidding me? Over and over and over again. And then I have like my crying movies, like the movies that like when I need a
0: good cry. Okay, that's good. What's what's one of those for you?
1: Recently, Elementals, the new Pixar movie.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Pixar movies are designed to make you cry. Oh, my God. I don't know what's wrong with with people at Pixar loving making people sad.
1: No, no, it was like, like the type of cry that you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna throw up. Like with Coco.
0: (laughs) Oh coco god
1: i we watched Coco, my sisters and my mom and I, like two weeks after my grandfather passed, it came out, and we went to go watch it, not knowing like what the film was about. We just mm-hmm. thought like los muertos like you know it's gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. I was practically on the floor
0: like <laughs> to- <laughs> they had to drag you out of there
1: It was so now. Time I need a good cry. And Eddie says it too. He's like, I need a good cry. I want to watch Coco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> put on. I love to think that there's a point where you guys don't even say anything anymore. You just like slide in Coco in the DVD player. You're just like, it's time.
1: That movie is just like hits you in a place because it's a love story, but then it's yeah. the immigrant story. And the other day he goes to put it on and I'm like, you can't. No, no, no! You cannot put that movie on. Like I'm having a yeah. good mental health day. Like
0: this <laughs> fucking spiral into darkness. <laughs> I can't believe that Pixar has become so different for adults versus for children. Because for children, it's just a movie. But for adults, you literally can't put it on because it is designed to make you feel it too hard.
1: Literally, was having a great day, and then you just it hits you in the
0: heart. I remember the first Pixar movie that made me cry because I was already like coming of age. And, you know, before that, like I said, when you're a kid, Pixar movies are just Pixar movies. You're just having a good time. And I remember it because it was so shocking that I cried within like the first five minutes was an up. They reveal his wife dying in the beginning of the movie. How dare they? How dare they?
1: That movie hit me. Like, why am I? Acting this way. They
0: should start whenever you buy a ticket, like whether online or at the box office for a Pixar movie, they, it should come with a disclaimer like, Are you sure?
1: And they should be like, Just so you know, you will cry. <laughs> I was not prepared for it for Elemental.
0: Yeah, neither. It's funny you say that because I didn't expect it to. I thought it was just like a whatever film. I, I haven't even seen it because I wasn't like, oh, I'm not really looking forward to hey,
1: it. Where is this like going? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what yeah, can yeah. be together? So, like, what is the deal? Like, where is And then it gets to a place that you're just like, Oh, Okay, cool. Let me just go cry for five hours now.
0: But then, you know, then you sleep good that night. So then, you know, oh, you yeah. get to <laughs> you sleep <laughs> crazy like a baby that night. Pixar movies are supposed to be a reset.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, like hundred percent, a hundred percent.
0: Okay. So now what about one of your favorite films?
1: I'm going to go with one that I recently saw and that's Barbie. Okay, cool. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear
0: I, I've been wanting to. I know the funny thing is it was one of those things where like, I only had, I only had one chance that month to go to the movies. And it was like, Barbie, Oppenheimer, oh. Barbie, Oppenheimer. So I chose Oppenheimer, yeah.
1: I, I've seen it. I saw it in the theaters four times.
0: Wow, good for you. <laughs> That's crazy, though.
1: I thought it was so well-written. Mm-hmm. I thought that it really did show that we do live in a man's world. Like, it is what it is. Mm. I just thought the whole thing was amazing. I, everyone was saying, you can tell the type of guy that you're with if they like or don't like Barbie, Barbie. <laughs> because a lot of like guys were going and they were like oh this is anti men which it wasn't at yeah. all it just i think what happens is when certain and this is not every guy because we left the movie and i asked Eddie like so what did you think and he's like i think that every little girl should watch this movie and i'm like right answer good job <laughs> good job but sometimes when the problems are put in your face
0: mm-hmm.
1: You're just like, oh, it's an anti-men. And it's not like, no,
0: it's not. Yeah, it's almost like people hate movies that are like mirrors being held up to society because it's like, yeah. who are you to tell me how I'm supposed to feel, or how things are supposed to be? But it's it's not... That we're trying to tell you how to feel, we're only making you realize that this is what's happening, correct. And you might not have noticed this before, right. That's all it is,
1: and also, a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's just so sad. I thought it was going to be something different. yeah, people
0: expected like a like a comedy Barbie movie, yeah, but the truth it's Greta Gerwig it,
1: it, it's just like everything I and it's so amazing to me because I was a huge Barbie lover. I played with Barbie sure loved it i had every single thing the dream house the uh, cars the airplane i had it
0: all did you have a Ken?
1: i had one Ken, and i would bring him <laughs> out when i needed like a family picture or something
0: damn so one can and all these he had all these barbies to himself
1: boxes boxes full of barbies and i had one Ken and one gi joe <laughs> why'd you have
0: a gi joe
1: <laughs> <laughs> when i needed like family man bring out G.I. Joe
0: when when Ken didn't feel like cleaning out the garage he, he brought the G.I. Joe
1: I never played with Ken and this movie kind of just showed like how we played with Barbies every yeah. part of it and how like our brains work when we with Barbies and just how it feels to be a woman in a man's world yeah yeah I just thought it was so well done I loved everything about it are
0: you a fan of of Greta Gerwig's like work have do you, the director
1: yeah like I've seen her stuff but it's not a mm-hmm. like, huge follower of hers yeah and I didn't have high hopes for it because I was like, oh, a Barbie movie. Sure. But oh my God. And it, it was just, yeah, it was fantastic.
0: I love Greta Gerwig's work. I, I've seen, I think almost all her films. I mean, she did Lady Bird, which is one of my favorite like coming of age movies. I loved Little Women. One of her like first films with Noah Baumbach is called Frances Ha. I don't know if you've seen it. No. You should watch it. You would love it. It's a great, she's actually the the protagonist in that she's the lead. And It's a coming of age story for an artist. Oh, nice. And you would relate to it so much because I related to it. Wow. Yeah, it's called Francis Hobb. Please watch it when you can. It's an incredible film. And when you do, let me know because I want to know what you thought about it.
1: And then I'm also a TV show junkie.
0: You're a TV show junkie?
1: Reality TV.
0: Oh, see, that's the one thing that I can't. I can only watch reality TV if I'm with like someone who will enjoy it. Yeah, like I can. Yeah,
1: Eddie is just, just like I don't know how you can watch this, and I'm like, okay, I yeah, heard that my whole life. You know what? It, yeah, it just gives me a a sense of like escape.
0: It's like junk food. Yeah. it's just like a, it's a feel good. Yeah, it's just like I just need like something s- salty and sweet. You know, I need
1: to focus on someone else's problems, problems, yeah. and just. Escape from like what goes on in my brain. So I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. reality to, to be so I only watch it when I'm by myself because then I I don't, I feel bad making Eddie watch all these things. But then he doesn't feel bad that he makes me watch the Blue Beetle,
0: no, of course. I mean, like I like watching trashy TV too, you know, but that's when you have to kind of like you know every now and then you watch you know your your nominated films so that you know you kind of ba- you gotta balance it out exactly. you you can eat you look you can eat cheeseburgers and pizza all you want, but you gotta have a salad every now. and
1: then. exactly. <laughs> You know, maybe (laughs) once or twice a week, just go to the gym and hit the stairmaster.
0: Exactly. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah. I never used to be like that, and now I am like that. I'll watch really shitty TV, and then I'll sit down and I'll watch five episodes of The Bear, and then I'm like. Okay, I'm an actor.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. And The Bear is a good show. I'm sure it's a great show to represent that too. It's like, it's good acting. It's, it's good entertainment. And it's like, it's not like in your face sort of. There's
1: nothing I love more than like natural acting. Exactly, yeah. Watching yeah. A show and feeling like I'm watching a show. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like when you watch
0: Hallmark movies, you're, you're already contemplating the script. You're, you're, you're thinking about the ending. You're, you're seeing where it goes before it even ends.
1: And with the bear, there's sometimes that I lose myself in that world that I totally forgot that I was just watching people act. I just felt like I was in a room with them, listening to them talking. That's awesome. So you have to, have to, have awesome. to watch it. It's just you, you watch that and you're just like, wow, I just got a fucking master class in acting right now. <laughs> and I learned so much
0: can i can i be honest the reason i i've been wanting to watch this show for years because it's been out for like two years now why
1: what's the reason you have it's
0: because i know that it's going to be like a big thing like it's a big deal that i'm like i have i'm waiting for the right moment i I, I have to be in the right mindset i have to be in because a lot of the tv i watch is very like it's very easy TV. It's nothing like... Say like i saying. Like I watch TV mostly, honestly, when I'm doing chores around the house. Right. When I'm making breakfast or dinner, I, I put something on. Right. So I don't want to watch the bear like that. I almost feel guilty because so, I watch a lot of TV, but I almost feel guilty watching it and not doing something else at the same time.
1: No, I totally... I don't
0: want to do that with the bear. I want to just enjoy it. You know what I mean? So I'm just waiting till the time is right.
1: Yeah, I totally 100%. And I think... If I wait at
0: least another 10 to 15 years, I'll finally get there. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna get into that sweet spot. It's
1: so great. And it's just like shows like that that I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, I really want to do this. This is like shows like that and you're just like, no, I can't give up. Yeah. Gotta keep going. Yeah. Because I, I need to be part of something like that.
0: Well, that's why I say like, you you also have to watch the things that matter because as performers, that's homework to us. That's inspiration to us. That really keeps us motivated. It teaches us ways to really, you know, you can watch a performer on screen and adapt those characteristics or adapt those rhythms or or those subtleties. And you can use that in your next audition and your next self-tape. And uh, if you watch something that is that inspiring or, or has that much creativity to you, you use that. So it's important. Okay, so let's move on to um, let's move on to music. you know we've talked so much about film and performances. you know also as an artist, we need music in our lives to keep us you know inspired and stuff that we like to listen to or stuff that or just anything. what's like your, your your guilty pleasure music? What's like your morning breakfast music? What's your preparation music? You
1: know, I'm the type of person I don't know if it's because I'm neurodivergent and I just like like a repeat, but mm-hmm. find certain songs that I love or certain artists, I'll like hear that over and over and over and over and over again. until. Sure, sure. I think Adele is one for me that always just like centers me. Sam Smith used to do that for me, not as much Mm -hmm. anymore. But I realized that every time I'm getting in like show mode, if I'm like in a dressing room and I'm like getting ready, Adele is usually who I'm listening to.
0: When it comes to like people like Adele and Sam Smith, they have their 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 sort of like spectrum of music can either be super poppy or very emotional which which part do you connect to most or do you find that's is that why you like him because you can go to both ends
1: um I like it because it connects to like this emotion that sometimes it's hard to tap into because you just don't always like to be as vulnerable as maybe you should be mm-hmm. for me her like songs that just make your heart break, yeah. not heartbreak songs. For me, it's just putting me in a, in a place of like grounded, like I'm grounded. Yeah, And now I'm vulnerable to do whatever it is that character needs to do.
0: That, and that's why I love music, because as an artist, you know, a lot of people listen to, to music when they when they're painting on a canvas. Or my girlfriend's a graphic designer, and she loves listening to music while she's doing her designs on a computer because yeah. it helps you resonate the frequency in which you want to find your, your vision, essentially. And it, because it all comes from like the heart, it all comes from this feeling, and it works as for actors as well because you can sink yourself down or even bring yourself up with the emotions that you need to create. And that's why music is such a magical tool. When it comes to an Adele album, which one do you think is her strongest? or which, In your opinion, which one is your favorite? 21. Okay. And that's like her first one, no?
1: No, that's her second, I think her second one, but it has like all I ask, turning tables. And I think for me, it's like whatever I can like sing to, even if I like can't hit her notes or anything, it just mm-hmm. puts me in a place of ease, yeah. in a place of vulnerability, in a different type of way. I, I did this show called Bottle and character was went through shit and some days you're just like happy and not Mm -hmm. not where this character is and i would put on these certain songs and it would trigger something that would just take me right where i needed to go
0: Before we go to, like, the last little questions, do you want to recommend a book?
1: The Four Agreements.
0: I love The Four Agreements. It
1: changed the way I look at, like,
0: And it's a very simple, I guess, like westernized way of approaching acceptance and and meditation and finding the best version of yourself. And this was this was before all these different books were coming out years and years later. The Four Agreements was like the the OG.
1: And I learned about the Four Agreements through Eddie. Mm -hmm. And our relationship was kind of built off of that book. And now every time I find myself in a weird funk or I just can't kind of like get over something, I'll play the audio of this book. Okay, yeah, It's it's just a book that I recommend to everyone, because if I see that you're going through it, I'm just like, have you read The Four Agreements? (laughs) I sound annoying, but it's just a book that I think everybody needs to either read or listen to or however it is that you listen to your books or read your books sometimes in life things are not personal yeah and the way that someone reacts to you is not about you and it has everything to do about themselves it's not personal knowing that like do your best be impeccable with your words like it's just a book that everybody needs to read everybody.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree. I, it's funny. I was recommended it by a professor in, in new world, Gail Garrison. Oh. And I think as she saw that it was like, there was a, there was a part of me, a, a potential that she saw that I, I, I wasn't, I, I, I did, I didn't really know how to approach or I didn't really know how to basically bring to fruition. And she was like, why didn't you read this book? And it might teach you something. Yeah. And even in my dumb, naive mind, it, it, Did something to me. Yeah. So for for people who don't know, it's The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. The idea, it's a practical guide to personal freedom. And the four agreements are be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. So those are all lessons that anyone, doesn't matter who you are, we can all use as a practice in our life.
1: Yeah. Another book, especially if you like if you're someone who's grieving, who's lost a loved one or someone close to you, Mm -hmm. there's a book called Signs, The Secret Language of the Universe. It's just a book about grieving and learning how to grieve, but also learning that the universe and the people that we love that we've lost, even though they're not here in the physical world with us, they're in a realm that we just don't know of. And the, the universe is constantly sending us signs, whether it's okay. signs from our loved ones or just signs that like you're on the right path and whatever you're doing is good. Also goes back to the four agreements of like you are what you talk about. Mm-hmm. You are what you think. And it's hard to practice that mm-hmm. because it's easier to like be in a comfortable place this is just my life and this is just how i feel and and it's hard to wake up and just be like i want this this and this so i have to think this way and i have to be this way and i i think the four agreements taught me that taught me that the words that come out of your mouth have power in them
0: do you believe in uh like things happen for a reason
1: oh a hundred percent
0: Yeah. You think you think there's that nature versus nurture or like a faith versus, you know, just just chaos.
1: I think I think it's just part of your story. And I was recently asked if you had to go back and change something in your life, what would that be? -hmm. And my response was nothing. Mm -hmm. Because if I change anything from my life. Butterfly effect. Yeah, I don't think I would be in the place that I am today. And I think that there were things that happened to me that were traumatic. And there were things that happened to me that I wouldn't want anybody else to go through. But I think it made me the human that I am today. I think it made me a better actress because I've gone through things. That have taken my emotions literally to every single spectrum.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And
1: now I understand.
0: Now we appreciate who we are now because of the things we learned in our lives. Yeah. Sometimes you have to you have to just accept that maybe everything that's happening in your life is meant to happen in a way to get you where you are now. You know, like yeah. our life has been pl- has been planned out this way the whole time. You know,
1: it's not what's happening to you; it's what's happening for you. Everything in life is already set for us. And we are going to go to where we need to be in the time that it's supposed to happen. I think when people talk about manifesting, they're like, oh, but I asked for this and I haven't gotten it. Yo, I there's things that I used to pray and manifest for that I'm getting now. Mm, And I'm like, damn, it took a while. Yeah. But I got there. Life is not a sprint. It's a marathon.
0: This is kind of a fun one. Okay. What do you think your mafia name would be? <laughs> this is a, a totally name. left turn.
1: Um, I feel like it would be a Spanglish type of vibe.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you'd be, be like a Spanish mafia.
1: Like the princess of the mafia type vibe. But I can also murder you. <laughs> I think it would be like Señorita something. It would be like a Spanish, like Rosa, Rosa Blanca or like Dieras. something like super <laughs> romantic. Senorita de sangre.
0: Princess of blood. So, senorita de sangre?
1: Yeah, that's what it would be. So wait,
0: what, what would be like, would you have like a, like a signature weapon, like a calling card?
1: I think like a rose with thorns on it is like what I would leave <laughs> on the body.
0: Yeah, that's your calling and card. Like
1: one of the thorns have like a drop of blood.
0: Oh, shit. I
1: feel like you would hear me coming like with heels and it would have like a certain... Yes,
0: like high heels.
1: Yeah, but the way I would walk, would be like a certain rhythm and sound like a lullaby.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: And then out of nowhere, like a rose falls and you are just like, fuck, (laughs) she's
0: here. I feel like your theme song would be that seal song, a kiss from a rose.
1: Or, or I can like, (laughs) even like myself, like have like a, like a like a stump deadly <laughs> you have like the signature like, song that you sing like heels. in the
0: yeah like in the darkness you
1: hear my heroes walking and then you hear like really creepy lullaby oh and you know like you're fucked
0: Ooh, that is scary as shit but how would you kill your victims what, what would what would you do what's what's um, like your thing
1: i don't know because like i don't like violence like that <laughs>
0: She never even touches them. They're too scared. They just run away.
1: Señorita de sangre. Señorita
0: de sangre. All right, cool. That's a good, that's a good one. I, I like how this was like the probably the most thoughtful answer you've given. Like, I've
1: been waiting for someone to ask what my villain character would
0: be. All right. So this will be our last thing. We'll do a this or that. Okay. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You answer this or that. Ready? Ooh, okay. Audiobook or book book? Audiobook. Star Wars or Harry Potter? Star Wars. Marvel or DC?
1: <laughs> Marvel. <laughs>
0: okay i guess we know that movie theater or movie night at home
1: movie night at home 100 percent.
0: yeah 100 percent for sure
1: i hate going to like the actual movie theater
0: really but
1: you're not alone and then there's people that are like talking <laughs>
0: it's fuckers so
1: yeah movie at home
0: okay that's always nice all right last one uh, this will be a good one for you drama comedy or rom-com
1: I would have picked the rom-com, but right now I'm in a comedy like thing. So comedy. All
0: right. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing with comedy is that it could be sophisticated.
1: A hundred percent. We learned that in school where we learned. I don't know where I heard this of like comedy is if you look at a script and it's funny, but you come to it playing the funny, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. But if you come into it, playing it.
0: Real. Real. I mean there there's comedy. There is comedy in everything. Even the most dramatic films have a little bit of comedy because comedy is in real life. Yep. It's very emotional. It's very touching. It's 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 real. It's authentic. You
1: can't fake comedy.
0: No, you cannot.
1: You can teach someone to act, but you can't teach someone to be funny. Absolutely. You either have it or you don't. And it's not a bad thing. Like there's some people I never do comedies, and that's, all they do is dramas, and it yeah, is Yeah, it kind of just is, has but, to
0: click in your head. Yeah,
1: it clicks in your head, and there's this vulnerability that comes with comedy. And the reason that people can get there is because they're, they're truthful in what they do.
0: All right, so last question. Ready? Okay. This is the goofy question. What is your favorite noise?
1: My favorite noise. Okay, like, I'm just going to say, like, recently, my sure. favorite noise is the noise that ice makes in, like, Ice coffee. <laughs> you're like.
0: Because because you're associating it with what it gives like it's not the ice, it's because you know that you're shaking like the iced coffee and like you're about to drink this this yummy caffeinated beverage. Yeah. Because it's what it's what's coming after the noise is what you're associating. It exactly. With. <laughs> really? What are we what are we imagining here? Like a Starbucks cold brew?
1: A Starbucks white chocolate mocha.
0: <laughs> That's perfect. And I'm listening to Taylor Swift as I go to work. <laughs> no,
1: I'm listening to Adele. crying and (laughs) it's funny because some days like the starbucks that i go to is so inconsistent like (laughs) some days you get iced coffee and you're just like you guys win an award spot on the best iced coffees in america
0: yeah but then jerry comes to work one day
1: the other day i almost wanted to go in and just be like can you just tell me when all of you work. So I never have to come. <laughs> there was the worst ice. Co- like, Oh my God. It's so, it's crazy, but it like can ruin your day or like, make your day
0: so the sound of the ice swirling around in the drink is your favorite
1: i'm also just not a no like a noise girl i don't know <laughs> um, Like i'm not one of those girls <laughs> sorry too many noises like just like over overstim- yeah
0: ultra sensitive well sometimes like that's why like a one simple noise can be very satisfying you know? and yeah, whatever it is
1: and brown noise I don't know if you are into brown noise
0: no i mean what so i know like there's different it's so funny i know there's like different types of like white noise and they all <laughs> have their own colors
1: yeah so there's white uh-huh which is more of like static static
0: what's brown noise
1: brown noise poopy no it's just <laughs> it's not rain
0: but is it a natural nature sound effect or is this like artificial noise
1: i do not even know how, but it does something to my brain that it kind of just shuts off the thoughts
0: yeah yeah okay
1: so all i hear is the sound and then calm down for a little bit
0: i usually just stick my head off the edge of the bed until my blood drains to the all the way to the forehead and then i just pass out
1: eddie will ask me like he'll see me kind of just like lost in thought and he's like what are you thinking and in my head i'm like which part
0: (laughs) i love how that doesn't even make sense but it it, i totally understand you
1: get it like like which part like which one do you want like i'm thinking about it All like all
0: at once. Yeah, it's overwhelming.
1: (laughs) You saw my face.
0: But no, this has been incredible. I mean, I'm. It's funny that we haven't talked in so long. I know. And I feel like we've been living a parallel life for the last whatever eight nine years that we've graduated from school. I
1: never want anyone to like have the same struggles or anything. But it feels nice to know that there's people who feel the same way I do.
0: It's refreshing to know that you're not alone. It's
1: even inspired me. Really sit down and look at the things that I've been working on and just be like, not about perfection. It's just about getting it done.
0: We have to start counting our blessings and we have to start appreciating our accomplishments.
1: Yeah, exactly. But This
0: is this has been great. Marcella, thank you so much for doing this.
1: When I finally get my podcast up and running, I'll have you on.
0: <laughs> oh no, I'm busy. <laughs> 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 well, yes, I'd love to be on. We can we'll, we'll have the exact same conversation. All right, so this is going to be the last closing. I'm going to start a sentence and I'd like you to finish it for me, okay? Okay. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Conversations from a Room. Have a nice night and
1: And don't forget about the Senorita de Sangre coming for you at night.
0: All right, folks, that's the show. Thanks again for tuning in. If you'd like to get in contact, reach out to me and follow the show on Discord at Conversations from a Room or on my Instagram at Conversations from a Room or at Christian Lugo. The show is available to download or listen to for free on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Also if you're enjoying the show please follow and take a second to leave a rating and a review. But that is all folks. You guys have a good one and hope to see you here next time on Conversations from a Room. That's absolutely I hope no children listen to this episode right before bed.
1: The rose, the rose. Mom and as as
0: as it fades out it's
1: what's the fucking mama. mama rose
0: baby that's
1: why you have to close this podcast
0: with. oh that would be perfect i'm gonna do that <laughs>